Hey, this is Sergeant First Class Retired Tony Castanera, and you are listening to today's boondoggle. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. I just wanted to take a minute in this little intro before the intro to give you an update on some of the things we got going on here at today's boondoggle. And uh, we recently uh, launched a email account so if you have any questions suggestions or comments you're enjoying the show you want to see something different you want to see certain guests on the show you can reach us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and as you know the coronavirus lockdown has hit a lot of us uh, financially um, boondoggle didn't escape it either and uh, if you want to support us financially so we can get you uh, these interviews that you enjoy each week uh, you can donate to our GoFundMe. There's a, a you get on GoFundMe. Look up today's Boondoggle. We got a GoFundMe that will be ongoing, and um, as well as a Venmo. You can donate if you use Venmo. Go to Venmo domain or uh, today's Boondoggle, and then also there's our Anchor sponsorship on the Anchor app. Anchor.fm. Look up today's Boondoggle, and you can become a monthly sponsor to us there. Uh, as you know, this is a veteran-owned and operated program we got going on here. It's very been, man, incredibly therapeutic for a guy like myself who, you know, is a veteran with PTSD and anxiety. And, uh, just gets me out there talking with people and gets me out of my comfort zone, and it's been awesome. But uh, it all costs us, you know, to, the travel, accommodations. To, to get to these interviews that you want to hear. So if you can help out anyway, we truly appreciate it. Um, also, please follow us on social media. It's at Today's Boondoggle. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just please follow, subscribe, comment, comment. download the, the episodes. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, any of the programs that you use to listen to your podcast. Please, please. Uh, do whatever you can to support us, and hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. And uh, excited to catch up with an old uh, friend of mine, college mate, fellow veteran. And a guy that's uh, pretty inspirational, you follow him on social media. We're going to get into all that, but uh, it's my buddy, Ryan Carey. How you doing, Ryan? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, you've had quite a, I mean, I followed your journey on social media. It's been pretty inspir inspirational just seeing the transformation and everything from like the last time we actually hung out. And uh, I want to get into all that stuff, but usually when I have somebody on for the first time, I like to get a little bit of a background. So, like, originally, what did you want to be when you grew up? An astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure did. What, then, what, uh, what inspired that? Like, watching uh, 
Star Trek, Star Wars, anything like that, or Space Camp. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm that old. That one. <laughs> um, you know, I saw Space Camp, and ever ever since then, it was just like I wanted to go to Space Camp. We we could never afford for me to go, but it was always a dream of mine. You know, I was really really into space shit, and uh, I still am. Uh, then I found out the actual work it took to even just get to the selection process. And I was like, you know, I'm pretty aware of my strengths at this moment. So I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> gotcha. And then uh, when did you know that you wanted to uh, serve your country? Um, I, I knew I wanted to serve, uh, God, way back in first grade, we had a uh, Marine come home from Desert Storm. And talking with him and, and I have a lot of, you know, men in my family served in uh, World War II and Vietnam and stuff. And it was just like, I felt like it was my calling. And um, I had joined uh, not even four, three months before 9-11 happened. So I was already going to join. I didn't uh, have any idea about any of that stuff. So. Wow. And then, uh during your time in like what are what would you say are some of the oddest things that you witnessed uh during your time serving or that you <laughs> like odd like crazy or like weird or yeah like, yeah uh some of the things that civilians just don't you know wouldn't oh i mean like you see you know you tell somebody to qualify and uh civilians don't know what that means but it means you know basically go hang upside down from a tree qualify um i seen a man eat horse shit for 88 dollars <laughs> i know yep. a guy that did that at the Cavs celebration oh <laughs> uh, we were down in grtc down at fort polk and uh we just happened to be on a break or something we were out in the middle of this clearing in the woods and uh found a fresh pile of horse shit and the guy's like i'll eat that for money so everybody just started dipping. all the cash we had was 88 bucks i don't like it. 15 people and we sat there and watched him gag it down to so finish the whole pile. Oh, <laughs> uh, he got a good chunk in, but like he was, he was, I guess it maybe it was dry or something. So he's like trying to drink water with it too. And it's causing him to gag. And it's like, Oh man, it was disgusting. <laughs> um, nice. Lots. Of, I mean, there's been a lot of shit, you know, I used to dress up in the, um, uh, in the tights, I guess, for lack of a better term, I don't remember what they're called, but like the, the extreme cold weather stuff. They were like tights you put on underneath your uniform. Yeah. And uh, I put on a baklava and sunglasses and run around, act like I was Spider-Man in the barracks and shit and climbing on the outside of the barracks, you know, 30 feet up and all sorts of dumb shit. <laughs> crazy <laughs> happens. Crazy shit happens when you drink, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does. <laughs> and then uh, like without breaking OPSEC, what was, uh, you know, what was like the worst place you say you'd say you served at? Um, I guess it would, I guess it would depend because I'd been in, uh, I was at the, the first battle of Fallujah. Um, Balad was pretty, pretty dicey. Missoula. Um, a lot, like when I went the, the first couple of times, it was during, uh, like OIF one, OEF one and two. So it was kind of like the wild west. It was just real crazy. It didn't really get hairy. Um, until like later on deployments that I heard from guys I served with. Um, but I think probably the worst was either probably Fallujah or uh, the invasion of Baghdad. 
Iraq, definitely. Yeah. And then what would you say is one of the best places you were able to serve at? Hmm. Uh, I've been to 83 countries and counting. So I, I, and there's been a lot. I think one of my favorite places was uh, Hungary on my last deployment. We attached to uh, a company of Hungarian soldiers who we were deploying to Afghanistan with. And uh, so we spent about three and a half months in Hungary and I loved it. It was a blast. Nice. And then, uh, what would you say is like one of your pet peeves uh, or like, you know, a pet peeve that you have? Oh, you froze up. Uh-oh. There we All go. Right. Did you hear that question? No, I didn't. Uh, what was like, what would you say is one of your pet peeves since uh, with like the civilian population since transitioning from the military? Um, just the way they treat each other, you know, when we, we go off to war and we're a lot of us, you know, we have our own ideas and stuff and why we're going over there. It's not just orders, but like what you feel inside your heart and your soul and, you know, and you come back and just to see everybody basically tearing themselves apart. Like it was the fucking purge. And it was just like, fuck this man, send me back. I'd rather be back over there than, than deal with Americans who can't coexist. I mean, like, what do we. Like, this isn't the America I'm fighting for. What is yeah. this? You yeah, know? exactly. I remember, I mean, I felt that for the longest time when I first came home. You know, it wasn't until I started, like, I had to really force myself out of my comfort zone and start integrating with people and, you know, trying to hear, try and have, be more understanding. It's still tough, man, especially the way the country's been lately. I get it, man. Um, And what is something that you think you will you'll always carry with you from your time serving oh the relationships i had with the guys i served with without a doubt i mean i haven't seen a lot of these guys and you know going on 15 you know 20 years and um they're 20 years for some of them and i still reach out every once in a while and connect with them and see what they're up to and and how they're doing and um you know all these guys know that all they have to do is pick up the phone or send me a text i'll be on the way um, I think that's the most important thing, you know, that the job was, it, the job was what it was, it was a job and you knew what you signed up for, but the relationships you take away from, from serving are way stronger than anything you'll ever have on the civilian side. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, this is my best friend and, you know, we grew up together and, or these are my friends in high school. These are my friends in college. Like none of those even compare to relationships you have in the military. Oh yeah. I totally get that. Like, um, and then like, I mean, you said like some of them 20 years, but you catch up with them and it's like, you haven't missed a day, you know? Absolutely. Right. And then, you know, I was pretty blessed. Like I had a, you know, majority of my career was uh reserve side. So, you know, I was a part of a unit of guys that live locally to me. So, um, you know, even after, retirement and stuff like that man we always try and plan little reunions and get togethers and stuff like that and catch up and those are the guys man that like you said man and i'll call over family when i'm dealing with some some shit and i know they'll be there and i can count on them right. and it just unfortunately you know i mean had to bury a few of them recently you know but uh i get the yeah. honor of being able to be there you know and render that final salute to them and stuff so yeah between the years of uh 07 and 09, I buried 31 of my buddies. 
Yeah. And most uh, of most of it was from suicide or OD. Yeah, yeah. And it's something we both, you know, know about and are strongly uh, you know, trying to raise awareness on. And I want to get to some of the stuff that you do in regards to that. But uh wanted to ask uh also like what is like one of the greatest hopes? I mean, we were just talking about our country that we served for. What is one of your greatest hopes for the country that you've been willing to give your life for? Um, yeah, one day we'll just wake up and just realize that one, the government isn't for the people. The people need to be for the people, you know, your, your skin color, who you go to bed with, you know, who you vote for. None of that shit matters, man. Like the, we need to get back to September 12th, 2001. Yeah. That's, that's the America that like, I always hold deep and deep in my heart. Like someday we will get back to that, to where we all just united. And um, that's where we're supposed to be. But unfortunately people who uh, make decisions find that uh, keeping us divided makes us easier to control. Oh so. yeah. And, and it seems to be working, you know, um, and then what do you feel we can do um, to break, like, the stigma of mental health and PTSD? Um, talk about it. I mean, it's it's something that happens. It's it's something that we, we live with every day. Um, but it's just really talking about it and just raising awareness. Like, this is a real thing, especially for men's health, because, like, men's mental health, really, most people don't give a shit about Right. And uh, I'm a big advocate for that. But just in mental health general, I mean, you got to talk about what's on your mind. You got to get it out. Therapy 100 percent helps and not talking that bullshit VA uh, therapy. I'm talking about like a private, you know, doctor or something or counselor that is just completely unbiased and just wants to sit there and listen to you talk. I mean, you got to get all the negative shit out of your body. And that's really what started like the cat, you know me getting back to being a normal human being. Yeah. Like I, uh, I went through things like most of my healing has happened like outside of the VA and places where I felt where I could be vulnerable when I'm able to drop the, the armor, so to speak, and drop right. the, the ego and pride or whatever, and just be vulnerable. And man, and if I'm in a place where it's like, Hey, men cry, man, we, we have, we we have emotions and feelings too. Normally we got to throw everything on our back and carry it for the family or whatever society tries to tell us. But, you know, I, uh, I did, I went through some things outside, like with, through hypnotherapy and stuff that helped like me get to the root of a lot of trauma that I had compartmentalized from when I was 19 and I first went in, you yeah. know, and uh, it, I'd forgotten about all that stuff, but it's like, it's not until we dig deep and get down to the roots where we can actually start healing in life. And, um, man, uh, so, you know, I, it kind of brings us current to like some of the things that, you know, I, I met you when we were in school together in the veterans program and stuff. And, you know, so followed your journey a little bit on social media. And like I said, last time we hung out, I think was like, uh, was it Sonic temple or rock on the range, whatever it was, yeah. you know, a while back a couple of years ago. And, um, 
you know, you've always been an advocate. I mean, we lost one of our classmates, I remember, to uh, PTSD. And uh, I've always known you to be like an advocate to raise awareness and you would do those like hikes. Um, you care to elaborate and share some of those things that you did? Yeah. So um, my walk got started in 2012. It was in the fall semester 2012. I remember walking up in the vet center and I just kind of like, hey, who wants to walk 60 miles? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and there was, you know, Bill Hess said he would um, and and Chad Walker. Um, both of those guys got whatever going on. But, you know, basically it was just the inspiration came from guys I served with doing the same thing on the West coast. And, uh, they had walked like from Seattle to, to somewhere. And it was about 60 miles. And I was like, well, shit, I wish we had something like that here. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. And so eventually it just, you know, led to walking from downtown Cleveland, Cleveland state campus, all the way down to McKinley monument down in uh, Canton downtown, just because I picked that because one, uh, President McKinley was a vet to um, the steps going up to the monument. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it looks like the Rocky steps. So I thought, yeah. you know, climbing that one last hill uh, would be a great way to finish because a lot of us, you know, we get to the bottom of, of a really long staircase in our life, whatever problem we're getting to. And sometimes it just takes the courage to take the first step forward and just to keep moving until you get all the way through it. A lot of people just, are afraid to just start walking up the stairs. So uh, this will be my ninth year doing it. Um, so that'll be coming up here in 20 days or so, something like that. I still haven't planned out a route yet, but uh, the last year and this year, um, I'm just going to uh, bring it down to 22 miles uh, just to represent the 22 veterans that kill themselves every day, as well as, you know, in the hopes of maybe getting people to come out and walk with me, uh, whether it's, you know, a, a block, 10 feet, the whole thing, halfway, whatever. Uh, the goal has always been to just get people to stop and ask, you know, what are you doing? In my, I carry an old Alice ruck, uh, rucksack with me, and in there I have a manila envelope. And I have a bunch of pictures of people I have sent me and guys that I've served with complete with bios. These are all guys who lost their battles uh, to their demons. So when people, you know, stop me, hey, what are you doing? It's like, hey, you know, can I show you something? So I pull, you know, a random picture out and, you know, like this is Sergeant so-and-so. This was, you know, who he served with, where he's been, uh, his family that he left behind and, and so on and so forth, because I believe that people only really die when we stop talking about them. And I think these guys who were so brave uh, to, to sign up for a, a job and potentially where you could die. Uh, I think it's very important to keep these uh, uh, servicemen and women, their, their, their memories alive. So uh, as long as I keep doing this uh, and I, I will, as long as my knees don't give out, uh, I'm always going to keep these people's, uh, their spirits alive, their memories alive, just to um, really drive home like this is a very, very serious issue that needs to be addressed, and we need to start focusing on how to how to keep our heroes alive. Amen. Yeah. So, like, when you originally were doing the to to the McKinley Monument, how long would that take you? Uh, I usually did it over two days, so about thirty miles a day. Um, I'd start about six o'clock in the morning and walk until about nighttime. 
uh, just because it got to the point where it really wasn't that safe to walk. Because uh, a lot of my route would be on like uh, back road, like country roads or whatever. Uh, just trying to trying to stay in the in the city, you know, and uh, or in the cities and the towns and stuff to be visible. So people stop and, you know, but unfortunately, sometimes you let go uh, down those long roads with no sidewalks or anything. So it's just it's like, all right, it's time to stop and then wake up the next morning uh, and do the same thing. So. And like, where would you like, would you, uh, where would you sleep at then? Um, for, for most of the time I would, I would sleep at Bill's house um, because he was walking with me and it was nice because he's a, he's a physical therapist. So like at the end of the walk, you know, we could take care of our feet and everything. Um, but as of late, uh, since he's got his own practice and everything going on, uh, you know, I just kind of was like, well, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll just kind of shrink it down a bit. Uh, I had an idea to where I would carry like a tent and everything with me and I would, you know, kind of simulate being homeless, just pitching a tent somewhere, sleeping the night on the, you know, in a tent and picking up, packing up and rolling. Um, but unfortunately with, with the amount of, um, miles and stuff you got to walk, um, it doesn't really become feasible to carry all that stuff with you. Cause I, I don't have a trail vehicle, so I carry all my water, all my food, everything with me in my pack. So like, it's just a lot of unnecessary weight for the time. So, but I mean, things could change. And like I said, I mean, if you get enough people, um, to where, you know, kind of set up like a, a little camp somewhere, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, but well, that's what speak, it is. Speaking of like unnecessary weight, man, you've uh, had quite a physical transformation that I've got to witness too since uh, last time we were together, like through your social media. And like, uh, I mean, it's also, you know, been a great mental transformation for you with the positivity that you're always putting out there. So you want to talk a little bit about that journey? What what was the, the trigger, the motivation and you know, uh, how you got it done. Uh, basically it came around, uh, May time. It was actually after the time we hung out. Um, not, not long after I kind of had like a little bit of a mental breakdown where I just was depressed and I was just angry and, and a lot of things I wasn't digging with myself. And then I just fucking snapped. And I was like, I'm done feeling like this. I'm done feeling like I'm a fucking victim or just a cadaver. Like you are somebody, you're worth something. And whether or not somebody sees it is re regardless. It's, mm. it's, it doesn't matter. Like as long as you see it in yourself, that's all that matters. So, you know, going, th going through therapy helped immensely. Um, you know, I just started walking every day in my neighborhood, just walking for an hour, you know, throw some tunes in, grab a water bottle and just, you know, bebop around. And then, um, and then eventually I got into the gym and I started, you know, to learn how to properly lift. I had uh, an app. I was following a workout plan, changed my diet up, quit drinking completely. I mean, I may have like a beer and that's it. Not my, not really my thing anymore. Um, so, and then I just used all that anger, all that depression, all that fear and turned it into energy and like the positivity. And just as you start to see the changes in your body, 
you start to be, build more and more confidence and you're like, holy shit, like I'm, I'm starting to feel like I should. And overall, I ended up dropping about 80, 85 pounds. Wow. Uh, when it was all said and done. Uh, of course, it puts them back on because of COVID and all this other stuff. But it's been an ongoing thing, you know, getting into the gym uh, and just really expending all that negative energy out of your body. Uh, I I can't hold on to that stuff anymore. And I, I feel that there's so much power and positivity. And, you know, that's something I, I put on social media on my TikTok, uh, which is uh, the positive veteran. No shit on, on TikTok where I just do positive messages for people. And, you know, a lot of times we there's we are so desperate to hear these things from the people that we love that we never do. And, it's uh, you know, it was like, for instance, for me, like I didn't hear someone tell me they were proud of me very often. You know, what I mean, it was just everything I had ever done in my life. I had accomplished on my own. I never had any help. And so it was just like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm proud of my damn self. I don't need your praise. And once you start to build this mentality, you start to build your, your self-confidence up. Like I no longer need negative people in my life. I no longer need, you know, these useless stimuli that provide no positive energy to me to, to help me grow as a, as a human being, to help me be a better man, a better father, and then so on and so forth. So, but now that's it, man. I just did a 180 and just decided it's like you know what man let's let's spread some fucking positivity around because this shit's too goddamn negative around here yeah man i tell you what man a lot of what you just said really like hit me too because uh you know i get stuck in that that place man and uh you know i've been training for a little while but it's like i always self-sabotage as soon as i start seeing like I don't know, you know, as soon as I start seeing progress and growth where I can, you know, but I'm still looking for that outside affirmations. And then when I don't get it or whatever, or if I do start getting it, even sometimes I get nervous because I don't know how to handle it because I'm not used to it. So then I'll just go eat a bucket of chicken or something and, you know, self-sabotage the progress. It's crazy. Well, so what you like, something I tell people what to do is the only person you have to contend with is yourself. Right. So, you know when I get up and I'm getting ready for the day, I look in the mirror. I tend I take about 10, 15 seconds to just stare in the mirror. And I'm like, you know what, man, you might get me tomorrow, but you ain't fucking beating me today. I'm not going to allow myself to beat me today. I'm too fucking strong. Maybe tomorrow I'll be a little bit weaker, but not today. And you just say that mantra over and over and over again. to where you just look in the mirror, like I got you, you son of a bitch. I'm fucking, I'm a juggernaut, you know, and that's a mentality I always tell people. It's just like, be a juggernaut in your life. Just break through fucking walls and be unstoppable. Like the Marvel character, Juggernaut, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's not much you can stop him, you know? So just keep plowing through everything. As long as you're pushing forward, no matter how many, how many, you know, scrapes and cuts you take along the way, no matter, you know, how big or how small the steps are, as long as you're moving forward, that's all that matters, it's when we stop and we start to, to backpedal, then we're like, oh, now I'm starting to get stunk in a funk. And now I'm starting to feel this way. doesn't matter. Tunnel vision to your fucking goal. And just plow through everything that gets in your way, whether it's relationships, work, or, or whatever people, just get through it. Because once you get there, now you can establish another 
set of goals and you just keep doing that all the way through. Now people either follow you or they get in the way, but either way you need to focus on what it is you're trying to accomplish and, and just put a smile on your face and just let the world know, like you're not beating me today because even Atlas shrugged, you know, and I tell people a lot, you know, like it's, it's hard, you know, people are like, I've had a hard, hard time going through this. And it's like, even Atlas shrugged. And if you don't know who Atlas is in Greek mythology, Atlas was a Titan who was sentenced to carry the world on his shoulders. Well, Mm -hmm. every, every picture of Atlas has him shrugging and almost kneeling on the ground. Right. But he doesn't kneel. Right. Life will make you bend the knee without a doubt. It's whether or not you get back up. That's your choice. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's so, I, I know it's really kind of weird to, to kind of have that mentality, but if you, if you can beat yourself in the mirror, there's nothing in this world you can't accomplish, but you have to get over your own self doubt that yeah. you can do it. And instead yeah. of saying, can I do it? Say, I will do it. And you just do it over and over and over again. And then next thing you know, your self-confidence is, is sky high, sky high. And then you're walking like Tobey Maguire and, and Spider-Man three, just walking down the street, just bebopping and pointing at people and not giving a fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, damn, dude, I really need to hear this. Cause it's like, even this morning, I was just like, ah, oh, just dragging ass my friggin' I'm hurting. I'm sore. And I'm like, woes me. You know, it's like, okay, you know, I had a heart attack last year. I, I had COVID and I keep like focusing on, well, that was, la- you know, I got to remind myself that was last year, man. You're getting up and you're going and you're making progress. You're, you might not be where you want to be, but you're definitely not going to be where you want to be if you keep sitting on the couch and sitting on your ass feeling sorry for yourself. Well, it's, it's better, you know, as long as you're not where you were. Yeah. You know, I mean, you may not get to the place you want to be, but it gives you something to chase, right? As long as you're not backstepping and becoming what you used to be, you're doing all right. And a lot of people don't have that. I have that understanding. It's just like, as long as you're a better person than you were yesterday, that's all that matters. And, you know, all my videos and stuff, I always tell people like, go out and do something positive for yourself or for somebody. You can change somebody's entire life by the simplest positive motivational act, you know, just something, a a small act of kindness can change the stars for somebody, even for yourself. So people just need to understand, like you control what you do say, think and feel you do. So if you know, you're down about something, you're letting yourself feel that it's nobody else making you feel that. You know, people in your life, there's always going to be shit bags. They always, they're always going to downgrade you or talk down to you, whatever. It's just, it doesn't matter because if you don't allow yourself to feel that because that's negative energy and it's no way helping you grow, then whatever they have to say doesn't matter at yeah. all. So it's all about what you think. What number one thinks, and you know, like I feel good about myself. I feel positive i'm gonna do something to help somebody today it doesn't matter if it's just at work and you're just helping them lift the box whatever you know what i mean but always try to do something positive each day and you'll notice it like karma builds up and good things will come your way eventually you know hey baby, hey, baby.
This is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, protein, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them dream daddy and your friends from today's boondog sent you. Yeah, gotcha, man. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's like you're absolutely right. Like every day, I'm beating myself. You know, I'll let I'll let the I'll let the thoughts, the negative thoughts, snowball in my head. I mean, I'm learning. I've been like doing therapy and you know working with a trainer. I'm in recovery. You know, I got a sponsor. I'm I'm learning to to redirect it before it becomes a huge avalanche now. But still, it's like when you have a lifetime of that your brain working one way it's almost like you know that broken record now you got to read so somebody described it to me like our brain's able to uh we're able to rework the wiring in our brains kind of like you know when you walk the same path in the snow you know that path is there you see it all the time and then and it's it stays but then when you got to you know when you rewire your brain it's like walking a new path and over time the more you walk that new path you know, the more your brain will go to the positive other than the negative and stuff like that. You know, and another reason why I do a lot of the videos that I do is not only for other people, but for myself. Um, it's a lot. Of, it's basically a lot of it's just me talking to myself and saying the things that, you know, you need to hear this right now. And, you know, over the past couple of weeks, I haven't been very active and stuff like this because, you know, I wasn't a very I was in a funk, man. I was losing my job. I didn't know what I was going to do for work. You know, I was scrambling, you know, nobody's interviewing, but I applied to all these jobs and, but I was just trying to just make sense of everything. Uh, Cause it was total chaos and I was, I was just not in a good place. And then, um, you know, luck turns out, man, a guy I was working with, he's like, Hey, I was going to take this job, but I got this other job. He goes, all you gotta do is call him. He goes, it's yours. I'm like, no shit. And it found out that it ended up being the exact same job that I lost that got outsourced to the company. And so oh, now I, I'm going to be doing the same exact job, my, the job that I just lost at another company. Wow. So, but it's, it's just a matter of, 
finding a little bit of light and and moving forwards towards that and you know uh something i tell veterans a lot when they're you know in you know in these functions shit and it's just like you have to explode out of that hole right got people are there to help you along the way but for the only person getting you out of that hole is you and you got to get to the point where you're so angry with yourself that you just can't stand to feel this way anymore. And then you start to focus that energy into something, whether it's a, a project or working out or, um, you know, charity, whatever it is, you focus all that anger and rage into something positive. And then all of a sudden you'll see a whole new world open up and you're like, Oh, wow. I didn't know about this. And Oh, wow. I'm going to do this. And now you, you start making these friends that you, you know, that end up being really close to you because they're like, I have the same energy you do and let's do great things together. Yeah. Love that. Now talking about like a lot of veterans being in a funk right now and uh, you during your time had got, had served over in Afghanistan. Um, what would you like to say to your fellow veterans that are struggling with everything that recently happened there? You know, we're, you're not alone. You're not alone. We all feel it. We all feel that, that, that resentment and the, and the anger towards how, how all that went down. Like we all do. And every, I know a lot of guys, uh, whether I, you know, I talked to them or served with them or whatever. And it's just like, dude, I've got my kit ready to go. The fact that we, that we were willing to abandon Americans behind in a combat zone just speaks volumes on how shitty our our governmental leader, leadership is. It's trash. Um, the policymakers that we have in this country are useless. And like I said, you know, we were all fucking give me the call and I will go back over there. We were winning last time I you know I left and you know I was telling a Vietnam vet I was like now we know what it feels like to be you. Hmm. You know, I mean, now it's no longer, you know, well, only Vietnam vets got shit on. No, Afghan and Iraq vets got shit on just as bad, if not worse, because Iraq, I mean, or Afghanistan, fuck, we were there for 20 years. Vietnam, we were only there for like maybe 10, if that. And uh, so it's like, nah, man, I we sat here, this whole country sat here for the last two decades and watched all this unravel. And then just to up and leave the way we did without, and, and not to mention the the billions of dollars of assets that we left behind. We just oh, gave God. it to the fucking enemy. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, we've spent the past two decades, but it, be, it ended up becoming like people here just got comfortable and forgot, man. Like that ticker that's going across the bottom of my screen. Once in a while, maybe you'd see something about, you know, some something that unfolded over there in Afghanistan, if you're reading it, you know, right. it's like that. What I don't know what they they decided. Oh, it was just too depressing to have in the news, so we're going to take it out of the news cycle. What the hell? All you guys post is depressing and negativity, but you know, well, see, that's the COVID yeah. thing, man. It's just you got to control the narrative, right? Yeah. Because once once COVID goes away, now what do you have to stand on? Because basically, almost all the rioting is done except for like a, a few select places, you know, but once COVID goes away, this, this mandating and all this other shit, what, what they have nothing else to stand on. Nothing like you, 
right now the approval rating for Joe Biden is in the 30%. Yeah. Like, I mean, even like they said more than more than half of, of Democrats and libertarians give him like a sub 20% rating. Yeah, so, I, mean, I guess I guess they they're the ones that needed to be woken up the most, I guess. All right. Right. Yeah. Man. So, you know, I wanted to ask too, like more positive stuff. Like, what other projects are you working on now, you know, to raise awareness for veterans? Um, right now the walk is the big thing. Um, I do that every every veterans uh every veterans day. So I forgot to throw that out there. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I, I do a, st- a lot of stuff with Lodge. I'm a Freemason. Um, I, I kind of uh, am pushing a bit of uh, veterans charities and stuff for like homeless veterans and, and uh, getting thing getting guys together to to help veterans uh, just feel comfortable with themselves and, and let them know like it's all right to feel the way that you do. It's okay. Every we all do it. Uh, but there's some other things, you know. I've I've uh, started to um like on my tiktok channel i've I've got a shirt design i got to figure out how to put it online uh for people to buy but 100 percent of the proceeds uh after whatever it costs to to make the shirt is going to go straight to veterans charities i will not be making a dime off it i don't i never wanted to never will same with my walk you know people are like oh can i donate money to this and i'm like find a veterans charity to do that i don't do this for money i do this to to get my brothers and sisters out there and to let them know, like, there are a lot of us who will still keep fighting for them. Uh, so, but that's about it. I mean, there's there's some ideas that I have uh, in the works, but, I mean, it's much further down the road. Uh, there's other things I have to focus on right now, like school and stuff like that. But I always push the walk as much as possible as I can because uh, that's a guaranteed thing every year. Uh, I thought about doing another one, a shorter one on, uh, like, Memorial Day like doing like a 22, 22 K or something like that. Uh, just because Memorial day really is like, you know, day of solemn, uh, reflection, you know, for the guys that we lost, uh, you know, the reason why I picked veterans day to do my walk is because the, the guys who are still around need to see this. They need to know that we are still fighting. Yeah. Um, as opposed to guys who've already lost that battle. But yeah, I mean, I'm always, I'm always down to, to do whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, any vet rides and whatever, I'll do that on my motorcycle. Um, but basically it's just a walk for right now. Awesome. So I wanted to ask some of the questions that I normally ask, uh, guests that I have on here and I know you're, you know, big music fan. Hell yeah. Um, who are like your top three musical artists? Number one, Iron Maiden, hands down, without a doubt. Number two, Iced Earth, uh, and man, there's there's just so so many. Uh, I would. It's always the third one that gets everybody. You know, it's it's just weird because there's there's so many to to pick from, but like the first two are the biggest influences on 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 me. But uh, I guess that like Sabaton is a really good one. Um, I really do like all the stuff they do, especially like the, the military history that they do and they sing about it. It's just like, holy shit, I never knew about any of this. Uh, wow. You know, they do a they do a song called The Night Witches. And The Night Witches was about a um, an, a Russian, a Soviet uh, 
air regiment that was all women flying crop dusters with, you know, no electronics, nothing, no radar, nothing. They flew by flashlight, map, and protractor. Wow. And, and they flew over 200 sorties dropping 58, like 58,000 pounds worth of fucking munitions. And the Germans uh, nicknamed them the night witches because what they would do is as they would fly in, they'd slow their engines down, right? To where it sounded like somebody sweeping with a broom. <laughs> and when they heard that, they, they, they didn't know what it was. And all of a sudden, all these bombs started dropping because they these women would look over the side and be like, okay, now it's time to drop. So you got to imagine these old biplanes, these old crop dusters, as opposed to like the big fight, you know, fighter planes that uh, the military had had, you know, but that's, that's a song from, uh, from Sabaton. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, me about this. And then, and then I researched this. I was like, holy, like these women are badass. I'm like, yeah. anybody who ever says women don't belong in the military has got their head up their ass. Hands that's, down. And that's great too, because like, you know, a lot of people wouldn't, I didn't know anything about that, what you just shared. And a lot of people, you know, they don't look for these type of things anymore, you know? So you got to entertain them in a, in a certain way and educate through entertainment, you know? So, wow, that's, that's cool. I'm going to have to go check that out. Hmm. And then uh, speaking of like uh, songs, is there a particular song that you feel has inspired you in life? That's like a go-to that every time you're like maybe going feeling down it pumps you up um god there's so many a lot of times you know i'll you know five finger death punch is another one uh especially their later stuff um you know wash it all away is a phenomenal song that shit just gets me pumped up because i'm just like i i i really feel the lyrics because i actually listen to them it's not just about the music but you got to understand where the lyrics are coming from um, five finger death punch does a great job of that. Uh, Pantera does a great job of that. Um, so there's not really a one particular song that I go to. It just really depends on the mood that I'm in. Like, you know, sometimes I want to listen to this and sometimes I want to listen to this. Um, sometimes it's just old school thrash metal, like Bay area, like early eighties thrash metal that like from bands that nobody's ever heard of like nuclear assault and, um, Mordred, you know, it just, wild shit but i think it's more of like a genre you know like i i'll i want to listen to metal like when i'm in the mood to just get pumped up and just motivated to do shit um if i want to chill believe it or not i'll listen to elevator music i love smooth jazz love it love it you know especially guitar centric a smooth jazz and i'll sit there and listen to it you know i'll be baked to shit and (laughs) you know but the thing is it's like you have to feel music, right? You have to, you have to sometimes close your eyes and listen to the music. Like the Doobie brother says, and just feel it. Like sometimes, man, sometimes I want to sit there and listen to Pink Floyd. And sometimes I don't, you know, I like, I actually like um, later black Sabbath than I do Ozzy black Sabbath. I think Ozzy black Sabbath is overplayed and it's just the, but like the Dio Black Sabbath, the Tony Martin Black Sabbath, they're just so phenomenal, and a lot of people don't give them any kind of real, like real credit, except for Dio. But Dio's Dio, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just like I said, it just depends on on the mood that I'm in at the time. Um, hell, dude, I I still tear up when I hear the national anthem. Oh yeah, because I feel that note for note, like 
I really believe this song. Like I really feel it. I'd love, and that's how I, that's how it's, it's so crazy, man. That's how I, how I stack shit. You know, I, I love my country before my kids. If my yeah. country were to ever call me up, fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, man. I got something uh, to share with you that uh, should pump you up pretty positive. I went to the uh, incarceration festival in September down at uh, Mansfield. And um, it was during the, the, that Saturday was the 20th anniversary of nine 11, you know, and we talk about, you know, how, hearing the national anthem tears you up. Well, dude, so I'm there and you, you know what the festival music festivals are like that environment, people just raging, getting trashed and all kinds yeah. of craziness. And this is the first one since being locked down and everything. So it was like amped up, you know, but when they got on the screen and, and we're like, you know, uh, we'd like to take a moment of silence for those we lost on September 11th and had like never forgetting everything on the on the big screen. Dude, you could hear a pin drop. Thousands of fucking metalheads and shit. Shut up drinking or whatever. Everybody just shut up and stopped, man. And I was like, whoa, this this gives me hope that all this divide that the narrative that the media and everything's putting out. This gives me hope that there's more of us than there are of them, you know. And then they brought this girl out to sing the national anthem and, you know, hand over my heart. You know, I saw people, everybody taking their hats off and dude, it was just such a beautiful scene. And when she sang that, it was probably, it, you know, it wasn't like the Whitney Houston Super Bowl, but you know, it was one of the, for everything that we've been through the last year and a half to have that experience, man, I tear running down my face, man. It was just beautiful. It gave me so much hope. So that's that's why this flag will never fall. Right. Because of people like us who are willing to do whatever is necessary to make sure this stands above all. Right. Governments don't matter. This flag will still fly without, you know, the bullshit that we have, you know, whatever leaders that we have that have been in office for you know 40, 50 years who have done nothing but pocket off of us. Um, this matters more. Those people will die. We all die. We can't, we can't escape the game, right? Yeah. We can't quit. We can't, oh, everybody goes at some point. But this, this remains and will always remain as long as people like me and you and other people who bleed this, these colors are, you know, that's, that's the thing, man. It's, it's such a simple fucking symbol. But when other countries are flying our symbol, it's to show you like the power behind it. This is like, this is not a racist implement. This is to show that humans are supposed to be what they were meant to be free and independent without oh. the, the rule and guide of other people. That's why, like, I tell people, you know, like, oh, who'd you vote for? Well, first of all, that's on your fucking business politics, your politics, who you vote for at your business, at yeah. your business alone. I think it's, it was, you know, I asked my mom that one time when I was a kid, she told me the same, the same thing. It's rude to ask. You know what I mean? And to assume or whatever. But, you know, I don't care who you go to bed with. I don't care what you identify. It could be a pink Karen. You can marry a bear for all I give a shit. doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? As long as you're not impeding on somebody else's rights to do the same thing, we're good. I have no problems with you at all. I don't care what your skin color is. It makes no difference to me. We all bleed. 
Yeah. And then, you know, of course, you come across that one, you know, nine foot tall, 800 pound motherfucker that doesn't bleed. And you're just like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I got you. Um, so here's another question I like to ask. It's people really looking back at their journey. Three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today. Um, number one was the wrestling coach I had. He was a football coach, uh, like through through midget and high and you know, middle school and high school and stuff. And he was a wrestling coach too. Um his name was uh Jim Thornsbury, and he was a, a police officer uh in my town in Maslin. And I did not grow up in, in a very great household. I had a very abusive alcoholic dad. And so this guy basically, man, he just felt for me, but he never, ever, ever let me quit as much as I wanted to. As much as they try, you know, life tried to break me or whatever, he would never let me quit. And that was something I carried with me for the rest of my life. I I don't quit anything. It doesn't matter. You see it out as much as you can until it just gets to the point where there's nothing else you can do. It doesn't mean you quit, but you gave it your best shot. You know, I mean, quitting is when you when you realize that you're not giving your best, but you don't want to do it anymore. I'd rather give my best at something and fail to to accomplish that than ever quit. So, you know, he was a big influence on my life. Um Uh, actually a bracelet I'm wearing for, uh, Brian Long, staff on Brian Long. He was a really good friend of mine. Uh, when I served with him, he was, uh, an FSO, which is a, basically a forward observer. And, you know, we'd sit there and talk about just life. And he was, you know, quite a few years older than I was, but it was just a lot of life experiences that he had had and the way he put it. And I just I was like, son of a bitch, man. I, I never thought about it that way. And it was just like, it was just very inspirational to hear the guy talk because he was just so fucking chill. Like he was just like, it was like a, a, a pothead 24 seven, but he, like, the guy was just super chill. Um, and unfortunately he lost his life uh, overseas. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, Audie Murphy, another one, you know, realizing the short guy from Texas, who who's just a farm kid and what he did in world war ii was just an awesome story it's just like anybody can do it as long as you know how to seize an opportunity you know how to you know how to see it and seize it so that was something i also took away it was just like i don't pass up on opportunities that i might have a chance to better me as a human being uh i tell people all the time you know life's a gamble man roll the dice not every table's worth stepping up to, mm-hmm. but be willing to roll the dice on something that's just outside of your comfort zone because you never know how life is going to react to that and how it's going to make you feel. Yeah, it's scary. And sometimes you, you know, that fear kind of keeps us from moving forward sometimes. But if you're willing to take a chance on it, whether it's a new job, a new relationship, a new place to live, or whatever it is that you have in your life, as long as you're willing to roll the dice and take a chance, life you'll find is pretty fucking surprising. So 
that's the thing with Audie Murphy. It was just like he he saw an opportunity and he seized it because he was willing to take a chance to save the life of his men. And that's something I, I carry with me on my walk is like I'm willing to take whatever risk I have to to save your life. Gotcha. And just like the Bible says, man, there's no no greater love as a man than to lay down his, his life for, for another. So, yeah, and that's, uh, that's something a lot of us are, are still willing to do, even though we took the uniform off. Oh yeah. I'm not, af- you know, I'm not afraid of death. It's not expired yet. You know? Yeah. I'm not afraid of death. It's coming. We all know it is. We do, you know, hope it's later than sooner, but it is yeah. what it is. Exactly. And then, uh, it, th- this question takes everybody back. And it, it, I usually get a lot of good answers that take me back as well. But favorite toy as a child? Mm. Man, I had so many. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I grew up with in the G.I. Joe generation and I had G.I. Joes and uh, those were definitely up there for me. Um just because what G.I. Joe represented as the cartoon, you know, I mean, it was just like America's always ready to stand tall. And not only that, but like the message at the end of the episode, do you remember that? Where they'd be like, you know, uh, shipwreck would be like, you know, hey, what are you kids doing? Oh, we're throwing rocks at, a, you know, from an overpass. <laughs> he was like, well, you probably shouldn't do that because of this, that and the other. And he goes, you know, the more, you know, now it's <laughs> knowing is half the battle, bud. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I grew up with Voltron. I grew up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I mean, I grew up with all this shit and I loved it all. Um, you know, that was, of course, that was back before the internet, but we played outside. We did all this other shit. But yeah, I think probably my G.I. Joes, man, were probably my favorite. Uh, you know, what? I take that back. Legos. I totally forgot about my Legos. I have all, every single Lego that I've collected from the time I was like six years old. I still buy Legos now. And it's something my son enjoys. So, so we do that together. Uh, I Thousands of dollars worth of Legos from, you know, sets they don't even make anymore. Uh, now, where all the pieces are, I don't know. I'm sure they're somewhere in the house. But when you step on just... them, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, definitely my Legos. Because what was cool about Legos is that you could just fucking create shit. You use your imagination. You just whatever. And you're like, check it out. And that's something I always, you know, inspire with my, my kids is never lose the light in your eye. Never stop imagining and, and using your imagination being creative. You know, it doesn't mean you have to go full on, you know, let me let me make a sculpture out of a piece of wheat and welded, you know, tire wheel. But because to me, that makes no sense. But, you know, just <laughs> create something. It's like I built this. You know, it's like my son draws a picture. Like, let's go hang it on the fridge. I don't care how shitty it is. <laughs> it's like the fact that you you really put effort into that because that means something to you. So, I, you know, that's something we, we should always encourage our kids. Like, if this means something to you, let's brag about it. Let's be proud of it. So that way they, they always build this, this sense of, you know, pride in themselves. We're like, I'm, I'm proud of the work that I do. So... But yeah, long answer to say Legos. Yeah, I'd say on that note, what you just shared too is like, you know, um, you're breaking a cycle. You talked about growing up in an abusive alcoholic home, you know, 
and you didn't get a lot of what you're given. So we have to go through kind of our own crap and hopefully have that awakening so we can break, be the, the ones that break that cycle in our family lineage and give what we didn't have to our kids. So right. that was a good reminder hearing that, man. I love hearing that. Um, any message that you have for our military that's currently serving overseas? You're not forgotten. We're still with you. Every one of us who serve, it doesn't matter when we serve, we're still with you and we're, we'll still fight with you until, you know, our last breath. So don't ever quit and never, ever lose faith in what serving means to you, what this flag means to you, what the national anthem means to you. doesn't matter what anybody else says or what else is going on in the world. As long as you're carrying America's strength and honor against her enemies, you're the baddest motherfucker who walks the earth. doesn't don't matter because you're going to get a lot of people who never served or, you know, they'll say whatever the fuck they got to say. You just tuned them out. Cause you know what? You either served or you didn't. And if you didn't, what you have to say on the subject doesn't fucking matter. I appreciate <laughs> your opinion, but you know what? Unless you're willing to put it on and pull that trigger. It yeah. That's, matter. that's the rough side of, you know, we, we went and fought for that, their right to speak their opinion. And then, but we got to be able to sit back and listen to it sometimes too, you know? <laughs> well, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm glad that you have an opinion. That's great. Great for you. It doesn't mean I have to give a shit what it is. Exactly. I'm just glad that you're able to, to voice your concern. You know, yeah. we're, you're not always going to agree with people and that's okay. But the problem in this, one of the biggest problems in this country is we forgot how to have a fucking conversation, Right. If yep. something's wrong, if something's bothering you, you got to be able to talk it out. It's like, hey, man, look, here, here's the issue. You know, this is this, that, and the other. However, a lot of people don't know you got to be your own devil's advocate. That's something I love to do is because, you know, someone will come at me with an idea and I'll be like, oh, yeah, man, that's great. However, and then I'll start listening to all the other shit. And it's to make people think, like really think through whatever your, your idea or your opinion is. And I'm not ever going to try and change someone's opinion because that's like, you know, trying, trying to change the sun into to green. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You know, that's yeah. I, I understand that that's fine, but I'm glad that you're, you're, you're strong enough in your own convictions to say something that's bothering you, but be cognizant of your audience. And also be aware of how you talk to people, right? I, a lot of times I can't have discussions with people about political stuff or religious stuff or like this, because then it just becomes who who's the loudest, because a lot of yeah. people believe if they're the loudest, then they win, the, they, they win the, the debate or argument. No, man, just keep a, a calm tone and discuss points of views and allow yourself to be willing to see something from somebody else's point of view. And then what, then you walk away with a greater understanding of where each person's coming from and you're like oh fuck man i was being an asshole i shouldn't be saying stuff like that or hey you know this person's just trying to live their life who the fuck am i to try and intervene so that's i wish i wish americans man were able to just sit down at the table again and just talk like normal human beings and if you don't agree you don't agree and you walk away you shake hands and off you go yeah gotcha well, Ryan, man, it's been great. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. It was good catching up, and hopefully we can do it in person again soon because I owe you your hoodie back. 
Anyway, well, I'm but, not, I'm not, I'm not part of that club anymore. So actually, man, you could trash that. <laughs> man, I've been holding on to it all this time. I was like, I'm not going to throw this dude's hoodie away, but well, for the longest time, you know, up until, you know, September of last year, you know, I was still part of that. And then I, uh, left that and joined another one and then left a little that bit closer. I, Cause I remember that one was kind of like a ride away anyway. Yeah. But like the, the new one that I joined, it just, it didn't work out for me and uh which is fine and so now i just do me man and i had no patch on my back i'm i'm more concerned about lodge uh you know i'm going to be installed as a senior warden here in a month or so and then you know the following years take my place in the east so well yeah man we it sounds like we definitely need to catch up on on quite a few things like in person but uh if anybody watching from the audience today wants to uh like follow your check out your TikToks and follow you on social media and just like get some more of that positivity in their life. Where would you send them? Uh, definitely to my TikTok. Uh, it's the at sign, the positive veteran, all one word. Um, as well as like my Instagram is the same thing, the positive veteran. And there you'll see uh, like my Instagram, you'll see a lot of my workout transformations and stuff like that from where I started and, and kind of like side by sides and, the dedication I put to that and the, to self-improvement and in my TikTok is just a lot, of, like I said, a lot of videos. It's for the people who are just kind of in a little bit of a funk, but they need to hear something positive. And I, you know, make sure that I do that for people. So. I've been trying to avoid downloading that app, but I think you might be the one to get me to just so I can follow you. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have to have the app, I mean, um, I think you're able to watch it from like a browser um, you oh, know, okay. I, but I mean, if you want to follow, I guess, yeah, that'd be the way to do it. Um, but yeah, Sounds that's, good, that's man. where people should go. Awesome. And then, uh, one last favor before I let you go, usually when I have a veteran on, you know, I always try and get a promo ID from anybody I have on, but especially when I have a veteran, I like them to introduce themselves at the last rank they held. Um, in the military. So if you wouldn't mind cutting a promo ID for the show, just say, you know, who you are, your rank, and you're listening to today's boondoggle. All right. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, the positive veteran, Ryan Carey. I was a staff sergeant in the United States Army, and today you were watching the fucking boondoggle. <laughs> awesome. That's I know, I know that's not what you asked for, but it's just the energy <laughs> I had right there. So. <laughs> it was good, man. It was good. It went to where it needed to go, man. No, so, it was good catching up, brother, and hopefully we'll do it uh, in person soon. Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks again. Take care. Thank you. Am I the only one? Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks of taking all the good we got and turning it back? Hell, I'll be damned. I think I'm turning into my old man 
Chase him down the sidewalk, like, no, dude, come back. This is good. This they is like good. us. They like us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, every time up on, on top of the roof with freaking automatic weapons and everything, like, it's <laughs> like the place we need to be. Yes, this is definitely got this definitely got our name on it. I tell you. Thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall, brought to you by Today's Boondogger. For listening once again to today's boondoggle radio show please be sure to check out our website domaincle.com or today's boondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives follow us on social media at today's boondoggle on facebook instagram youtube and twitter for more information about this podcast and please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. for tuning into this week's edition of today's boondoggle domain cleveland entertainment is a veteran owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans you can find interesting interviews music news entertainment information and just about everything else in between 
Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.